great morning, everybody. Great, great morning. Caleb, how you doing? Oh, that's right. That's right. Caleb won't be here today or this morning. That 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 life strikes again. Um, no, my partner is just busy dude. My partner is a very busy dude. Make sure you guys follow him on Instagram or Facebook just to see how busy this guy is. Probably one of the top realtors in Minnesota right now. Um, and I and I say that humbly. I say that like not to brag about my business partner, but like he's a dude. He's a beast. Um, so yeah, he's just dad life, work, wife's working. Um, <clears throat> so they just have some things come up. So it'll just be me today, guys. It'll just be Cooper. You guys get the Cooper Wallow experience, right? That should be, that's what we should call these. When Caleb's not here, you get the Cooper Wallow experience. I love that. That's got a catchy ring to it. The Cooper Wallow experience. Uh, hope everyone's having a great start to your week. I know it's Monday. Um, or whichever day you're, you're listening. I hope you're making this part of your, your weekly Monday ritual. Um, but yeah, uh, hope everyone, everyone's having a great start to their day. Um, we're in July. Uh, How's everyone doing on their, on their goals for the year? Right? How's, how's everyone doing? Um, have you set goals? Have you not set goals? Have you given up on your goals? Just remember six months is still plenty of time to accomplish whatever that thing is you want to accomplish, right? I have to readjust, do a few things, but how bad do you want to accomplish that thing? How bad do you want it? Right? Are you are you willing to go to bed late, get up early, do an all nighter? Um, and what's your why? Why why are you doing this thing? Right? Why, like why are you <clears throat> why are you pursuing this goal? Right? Is is your why big enough? Is your goals big enough? Right? Your why. Is gonna push you to achieve those goals, or is gonna push you to the max, to the brink, right? For for myself, me, my why. I mean, first and foremost, it's 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 my family, right? My beautiful wife, my three beautiful kids. Uh, when they when they look at me, when they you know push me, when they test me, right? Like they they deserve better. Not Coop. Coop Coop doesn't deserve better. They deserve better right they deserve to to do those things that that i didn't do when i was a kid like that that's just my that's just i don't know just something about that just fuels me like to be able to give my kids experiences that i as a as i as a kid didn't experience right so um that's my why guys that's my why so what's your why okay what's your why um yeah that's that's a little segment uh experience man let, let me know what you guys think about that cooper wallow experience i kind of like that i love that um <laughs> uh, but anyway guys we're gonna get into the episode episode 121 great morning everybody uh on today's 
episode of Shipbuilding with just Cooper today. Uh, we have an individual here whose first real estate investment was a 38-room hotel in Ovadi, Nevada County, California, called the Holbrook Hotel. At the time, it was a 157-year-old building, remodeled and turned it around and sold it three years later in 2007. He went overseas in 2008 to Paris, France for 18 months, and then to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia for over 12 years. In 2020, he decided that he needed to get serious about real estate and started his journey. Developed a website, decided on Deal Machine D4D system, and hired two drivers to drive for dollars. Most importantly, he started reading lots of books and watching podcasts to educate himself on the business. Returned home in August of 2021 and hit the ground running. Found the right mentor and started to fill in his team. Bought his first two houses in January and the third in March 2022. Not looking back, only pushing forward. Awesome, awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Matthew Weaver. Thanks, Cooper. Appreciate that. God, that sounds pretty good when you read it. When I read it, I, 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 oh, man, it's kind of boring. I try. I try. But yeah, I you try. do that really well. I try. <laughs> I try. So, uh, Matt, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, Absolutely. Today, and uh, can you can you just tell the audience a little bit more about uh, who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? So, um, as I said, you know, it it, it was a <clears throat> the end of the first year of COVID. Um, and part of that, I'd been locked out from my kids for 10 months because they go to school here in the U.S. and I was in Saudi. It's just the way of the world when you're overseas in Saudi. There's no good high school. So. And when I could travel, my wife and I, to see them when we wanted, it was at least bearable, right? Having them 10,000 miles away in high school. But when I couldn't see them for 11 months, I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. So finally, the borders opened up. I came to see them in October. And I had been kind of playing, you know, thinking about the idea. I was in the middle of getting some financial certifications and various other things and um, just decided, and I'd been watching podcasts and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to make this work. And w the why, you know, the big why, the all important, the most important is um, I was, I was, had had a great run being overseas. The world had gone crazy, overly crazy uh, with COVID and I wasn't going to be away from my kids anymore. So, um, you know, like I said, developed the website, uh, got signed up with Deal Machine. Um, and on one of the trips, I, I went, my kids go to school in the Midwest and I flew out to Arizona to see my mom while they were in school because I could only have them on the weekends. Um, and as I'm flying out there, I meet this young lady sitting next to me on the airplane and she says, you know, I think, so she asked me what I do. And, and she says, you know, I think I'd like to drive. That would be really good. So she gave me her email. I sent her the link. She got signed up. It was a little slow starting. And then she came back and said, my dad's retired and he really wants to do it. I said, great. So got the two of them signed up, would meet with them every two weeks and go through the list of houses and you know, these are the good ones and that kind of thing and immediately pay them on the spot there every two weeks. 
And her dad, who's about 75 years old, is a beast. And just was logging houses and all, and like 95% really good uh, potential, just left, right, and center. I'm like, just keep going. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and my pay plan includes a bonus when I transact the house, no matter how I transact it. If they found it and I buy it, sell it, whatever. And um, that kept him going. And uh, they still drive to this day. Uh, but they really got things going, but I was still missing part of the team. And, um, but I was determined, uh, it was time to come home. I'd been overseas a long time. It was a great run. My kids basically from the age of three and four and a half had lived overseas. My kids are fluent in French. So is their mother. I speak Arabic. They, they speak another, my daughter speaks German as well. I mean, it was a great run, but it was time to come home. I mean, I, I'm red, white, and blue. I'm not any other, <laughs> that's me. And, uh, so that was the why it was just like, gave me the push of this is good. It has a lot of benefits. There's a lot of great things going on, but it's time to come home. And, uh, that, that made it run. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So how, how did you, um, you said you came across, um, well, okay. So my first question is, um, you started reading a lot of books. What were like the first couple? The first book was How to Invest Long Distance Investing by David Green. Okay. Also out of the gate. You know, I've read I've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've run businesses. I have a financial background. So even though like I'm reading another book on real estate negotiations, well, I've done that a good part of my life in in the finance, but you always learn a pearl of wisdom. But definitely long distance, you know, uh, uh, you know, working real estate from long distance, I needed all the pieces I could get. So that was the first book out of the shoot I read. Awesome. 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 And then podcasts, did you have a, a, a like a certain one that you were listening to? Um, yeah. So there was, there was uh, bigger pockets. I was listening to a lot of those, you know, uh, Brandon's, Brandon's pretty engaging. Um, and there was one in particular of a guy who was who was working his full time job and building the real estate, and that spawned into other people doing the same thing, like the Polites. I think they're an awesome duo, and um, it was really just absorbing it, you know, just and, and and making the list of yep, didn't know that. Yep, here's a new way or a new spin on something I already knew, and just kind of kept those notes and and. Uh, and then start working on the team. And that was the toughest part from 10,000 miles. You can find a contractor, but it's putting the whole team together is just tougher, but you know, eventually did it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can we, can we, can we talk about your, so your first real estate uh, investment, that 38 room hotel? Sure. sure. Um, I guess so like, how did that, how did you find the deal? Um, and, and then like, was there, was there any fear, you know, with doing that the, for, for the first time? So, um, I found the deal cause I was, I was working and living near Nevada County and in Nevada County, but, um, the hotel quietly came on the market and, you know, businesses like that, a lot of times are a little quieter, especially in a small town, you know, there's people are always talking. You just try to, you try to minimize it. You never eliminate it. So it was quiet. 
And how it worked out was uh, my wife, who's British and worked for Intercontinental Hotel around the world. Um, you know, she's British. She worked in four different countries. I met her when she came to Los Angeles. And I said, you know, you've got the hotel experience. I have all the finance and, and operations. And so we started an investment operation for small hotels. And we had a couple. Um, the Holbrook is my favorite. Um, and uh, so I said, let's go after this. So we were able to, you know, put it and we had good contacts like, you know, the food and beverage because of my wife's contacts. The finance part is, is finance. It's just, you know, 38 room multifamily or single family, right? It's the same concept for the most part. Commercial, yes, different revenue streams. Um, but still, the concepts are not that different. The, the main thing was, you know, like food and beverage. And that can do you well and that can kill you. Right. And, uh, and so Donna had those, um, and, uh, she'd worked around the world and she called on her contacts and they, one came to the hotel, sat with us and said, here's what it's going to take. And this guy's never missed on a menu in his life in the business kind of thing. And so he was invaluable to it and, um, had already established myself um, because it was definitely a team effort, but on the finance side. So when I went out looking for investors, I had a, I had a trust factor established already. Um, and, uh, then, you know, as soon as they meet my wife, it's all over They're They're like, okay, we'll invest. so, um, and we pulled it together and started turning it around. Um, and so that's how it kind of came about. It was, it was, the, the hard work, you know, what, what do they say? Just because it took me 30 minutes to do something, don't think it's easy. It took me 10 years to get to the point where I can do it in 30 minutes. So we'd built some, we'd built those relationships. I had built some financially. Donna obviously had all the hotel contacts and we put our two strengths together and, and really sat down and said, okay, we're going to work together. And I had another business as well that I was running and we're like, yep, we'll make this work. And, um, uh, that's how it came about. Awesome. Awesome. Was there like any, uh, so I, I guess I want to ask, so what made you want to start investing in real estate? Um, at that time it was, it was really expanding the asset base. Um, and, and, and finding, you know, in a smaller town, sometimes the resources of the right people are a little tougher to find. Um, this hotel had a good crew that, you know, once they understood that they had a, you know, an international hotel veteran at the helm, you know, they, they ran with it hard and, and, and they, as a team in the operations side killed it. Um, but it was, it was a case of, I get, you know, uh, the area is very popular, not only small business, but tourist wise, uh, there was a product that was lacking. Uh, because it was not in great shape and it didn't have a great service reputation. Um, the locals and tourists populated the, the, the bar and, and it had some good scene. It just needed to be refined and, and changed a bit. And so there's always a fear because, you know, hotel business, people can be kind of finicky sometimes, but I always believe you put out a good product and, you know, the motto was, you know, first take care of the customer and number two, make a profit. If you can't do number two, go back to number one. 
And in the end, it'll all come back to number two. Um, so we had confidence in our skills and especially as a team. Um, and, uh, and so it was worth going after and it was expanding that base and having something different from the other businesses. Awesome. I, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of, uh, sayings, um, but that definitely my a first with that one. Take, take care of the customer number one and then number two, make a profit. And if number two is not there, go back to number one. Yep. Love that. Love that. Love that. Okay. So, you know, just talking through your story a little bit. So you did the hotel, um, you remodeled it, turned it around and sold it in, you know, in three years in 2007. Um, and, and then and, you went, if I may, there's a little story in that. And, and is that I call my daughter Tegan, my good luck charm. So our son was, one and and basically donna took him to work and you know he's three years old and he thinks a bar is a play area because that's all he knew you know he'd walk into the hotel and he just sees people and of course everybody it's a small town it's not like being in la so you know a lot of the people there and oh that's your son and everybody you know that kind of thing it makes it kind of fun it you're like bringing them into your house i have to say there's a there's an ego to saying you're coming into my house and I'm going to take care of you and you're going to like it and have fun with it kind of thing. And that's admittedly part of the rest. And then our daughter was born and I don't know, she wasn't, but a few months old. And my wife said, I'm done. She says, I want to be home with the kids <clears throat> and I don't want to do this anymore. I love it, but I don't want to do it. I want to be home with the kids. And I said, well, as far as I'm concerned, it's a privilege that you, you will do that. Um, it's a huge privilege as far as I'm concerned. So I'll make it work. So we sold it and the investors are very happy. The appreciation, you know, the, I put the pro form out to the banker, um, the first, you know, before we got started and I came back 18 months later and laid it down and said, there you go. I hit the numbers in food and beverage. And that's a tough number to do. It's a tough thing to do, but we had totally turned it around. The remodels were popular menus, all that kind of thing. And just the general level of service and cleanliness, it took off, but it was really a, I was pretty excited to be able to lay it down and tell the banker, remember that number? Here it is. Here's reality. And, um, but my wife wanted to come home. So we sold it. Everybody was happy. And 2008 hit about 10 months later. And I went, that's our, that's my little good luck charm right there. Cause you know, the hotel business is a lot about the real estate value, obviously, and everything, you know, uh, clamped down and people weren't spending money and it would have been a really, really, really tough time. So, uh, that's the little ending story to that. That is, it, it ended up with smiles for me anyway, the next guy, maybe not so much, but you know, I got to take care of mine first. Exactly. Yep. Um, just to, I just want to ask you, did you, did you sense anything coming down the line? Like, you know, be, being in real estate, you had, you know, some other businesses, did you sense anything? I'd like to tell you that I had the charts going and the tea leaves and the crystal ball. Um, the only thing, and I, and I will tell you, I didn't pay enough. I didn't pay it enough credence was when everybody's running the same direction saying it's either all really bad or all really good. Um, you need to look the other way because the herd is dangerous and anything it does positive, negative, the herd is dangerous. And so a little bit of that, but I can't say that I gave it enough. I really chalk it up to my little good luck charm, my daughter. Yeah, um, for sure. Yep. If, if she came along and my wife just said, 
I love this. We've had a great run, but I'm coming home. And I went, okay. So, so yeah, I'd like to say I was a guru, but I'd be lying to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's no, no. Thanks for the honesty. Appreciate it. Um, okay. So, so you're overseas now, um, in Paris, like, are you, you, you know, you're, you're moving around, you know, you do 18 months and then you're in Saudi Arabia for 12 years. Like, how are you still able to like do the real estate? You know, I know you read the book and stuff, so, but like, yeah. So, so I tailed it off for a while because, you know, I was doing a ton of traveling. Um, there just wasn't time, you know, it was, it was things that obviously taken a downturn. We'd escaped a lot of that, but not all of it. Um, to be, you know, straight up the other one without getting into the detail, cause it's not near as interesting, just, uh, it put us in a tough spot. And so it was about recovering and building up a, you know, uh, living below your means. Like we tell everybody who says, I'm trying to save up enough money to buy that first place. It was living below our means. It was, you know, going overseas, you get a huge tax benefit. And I knew that because I'd been overseas before. And I called somebody and said, Hey, time for me to go overseas. And, uh, and that's how that all came about. Um, and so it was, there was a quiet time for a number of years. And then around 2013, it started popping up. And um, uh, in terms of, you could see things were starting to settle. I just, I just uh, wasn't comfortable. You know, I, I, I have more aggressiveness about it now. If I was me in 2008, I've been, I'd have been pulling cash from anybody and everybody to try to buy all these, you know, 75% discounted properties. Um, but I didn't, it was just kind of like, I got this fresh family. I need to, I need to focus on them and so forth. So I just pulled my, pulled my horns in a bit and did that. And then started coming back at it. And my, my best friend was, is in California. And so, you know, I'd have him help me out and maybe go look at things and nothing really panned out. I'll tell you the truth. I probably had a bit of analysis paralysis for a while just because there was so much unknown, right? At that time, oh, is it going to drop farther? Or are we ever going to finance a house again? As in the general public, we. And so there was so much uncertainty. It was kind of like, okay, I'm going to retreat a little bit. I'm going to rebuild. And then I'll come back at it stronger. And with a few more whiskers at this time yeah. on how to do yeah. things, you know, even though things had ended pretty well on one, you know, so that's, the, that's how that happened from the long distance. It was, uh, um, it was, kind of nibbling at it and, and so forth. But, um, I wasn't, I wasn't headlong into it for a few years. Yeah. Got it. And I mean, and I, I would say, you know, just hearing you talk about it and you know, your body, you sent me like it, sometimes you need that time away, you know, like to reevaluate and like you said, like you just built, you know, built, you know, a better foundation. And, and then when you got back in, you, um, came in and, and crushed it. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 you just gotta, you know, you can have all the confidence, but sometimes you just need a little bit of time to pull it back together, rebuild and come at it. So, yeah. Awesome. 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 Um, you, in the bio, it said that you found, um, the right mentor. Um, can yes. you, can you touch a little bit on that? You know, talk, so talk I, about- you know, from Saudi Arabia doing zoom calls or, you know, phone calls and 
seeing different mentors online and all sorts of different things. And, you know, I, I'm smart enough to know what I don't know, but I know where I need to start. Right. And, and, and running the businesses, I wasn't a green pea that, that said, Oh, I'll teach you how to run the business. I know how to do that. I, I may want some, I do want some help with say processes for this specific part of it. Cause more going the residential rather than bigger commercial units, which is what it was before. And there is some difference there, but, <clears throat> and some of them were just flashy and, and, you know, you just kind of go through those and I'm like, listen, you know, the, the rented Lamborghini is just not doing it for me. I need to know yeah. what you're doing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I found a couple, um, uh, I really like Henry Washington. Uh, I think he's a, he's, he's, he's one of them on the podcast that set with me really well. Um, and, uh, I got it narrowed down to Henry and Sterling white and Sterling had that piece where I'm like, listen, I, like I said, I, I've run some businesses. Um, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I've got depth there. I want the other piece and I want to be able to move to that quickly and, and so forth and not take the time with something that, like I said, I know what I don't know. And I'm always willing to learn, like I said, reading the book on negotiations, cause you always pick up a pearl. But at this point I'm like, I need to move a little faster on this. And his plan worked that way. Um, I've listened, you know, gone through the videos and, and audios and so or the presentations and, and picked up the pearls of wisdom. And I just hit it off really well with him with both of them. But in the end, I just, I chose Sterling and, uh, and he was the key in putting the last piece of my team together, which ultimately gave me a huge amount of confidence to really go out and crush it. Um, so it was a great, it just, all of a sudden the steps came together and, and the stairway just built. It was like one, two, and then Sterling was that third and bam, all the rest of them to the, to the 10th floor just took off. Right. Um, because you met that right person that had that help and that's the way it was. That's how it came about. Awesome. Awesome. I, I love that. I love that. Can you, so let's, let's you talk a little bit about the, you know, the importance of finding, um, the right mentor and to add to that question, like the importance of also doing your due diligence on yeah. a mentor, you know, the shiny object syndrome is deadly everywhere in our business. Right. Yep. And, yep. <laughs> and, uh, as much as I think we all say, or a lot of people say, you know, um, don't, don't get caught up in the flash and IG and all the rest of social media, most of it's fake and, or you, un or a person will underestimate that. Yeah. They look like they're King of the Hill or right now, but you don't see all the work that went into it. And so you can easily get, tossed aside. And in this case, I was like, no, nah, I, I knew pretty fast. Uh, those aren't those things I needed someone. I'm, I'm fairly matter of fact. Right. And, and so get to the point. Um, I tell Sterling and any of these, I, I listen to audios at one seven five to double speed. I stay intent and listen. So I don't miss anything because you can when it's going that fast, but I just go through them and I just, I take that half hour and I'm glued to it. I'm lasered into it. I don't want to sit there at one speed. It's uh, oh my gosh, you know. So, so I, 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 he was the right fit. He helped me find other other ones. And you got to make sure that you say, is this person really doing it, or I just think my 
ego says that, yeah, that house looks great and that car looks great. Come on. You know, but and I then I reflect back to what my grandmother used to tell me. If common sense was common, we'd all have it. And I thought, man, do people really buy into that stuff? So, you know, we all have our weak moments. We all want to, uh, you know, everybody wants it to move quickly. But you got to put in the time and you got to put in the work and you got to have somebody that matches that work ethic. And if they're just going to sell to your ego, that's just a waste of money because the ego isn't going to do the job. You know, it's the hard work and and the other personality, the one that says, yeah, let's get this job done. That's what gets it done. Not the ego. The ego's there for the photo ops and that's all it's good for, you know? So that's my suggestion. You really got to, you really got to dig down deep and realize and, and think about what do you want? What do you need? And, um, and yes, what you can afford. But if you take that equation out and just go, what do you really need? You'll find the right person and they'll fit your budget, you know, for a, tour, for a, for a mentor. So. Awesome. 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 How did, um, is it Argent real estate? Argent real estate. How did that Argent, come about? Uh, so my wife is fluent in French. My kids both speak French and read and write French after spending you know, they were just little kids when they started learning it. Argent is Latin for silver and Argenti is means money in French. And so the Argent, A, it's beginning of the alphabet. I kind of like that. And, and the silver, you know, Argent real estate were the silver lining in real estate. Uh, you know, mm, I like that. When, I, when I put the website together, I'm like, these people that say, we'll buy your ugly house. I thought, you know, I don't care who you are and how much problem you have. Nobody wants to be told that I'm buying your ugly house. I mean, what's the point? Nobody wants to be told that. I don't care how much problem you have. A, I don't want to add to it and make you feel bad uh, kind of thing. And so when you pull up ArgentRealEstate.com, it says, how can we solve your problems together? And part of that is just my nature of let's figure this out and let's all do well at it. You'll be able to solve your problems for what I pay you for the house and I should be able to take it and turn a profit. Um, so we're both working out, you know, things for each other. Um, but part of that, I also learned from Joe, the closer, he had a couple lines. I think I listened to him for like three or four minutes and he just, and he said, yeah, if you go in trying to take it, you can, you're, nothing's going to happen. But if you go in, how do I, how can I help you? You're going to win. And it just reaffirmed and, and, and cemented stronger what I already believed. So that's how that, that, how that, how, it really came to play on the first page. When I wrote it, the web developer says, where'd you get that? And I said, it's kind of a combination of me and another guy. She's like, that's really good. I'm like, well, people are going to respond to that. And if I'm sure the guys that say, I'll buy your ugly house are doing great. They may be, that's great. It's just not me. I, I, I don't want to do it that way. I can do it my way and be wildly successful. I have a huge goal and I will get there and I don't have to call anybody's house ugly. <laughs> so. Love it. Love it. Um, you know, this is this has been great. I've been hearing a theme a little bit. Um, it sounds like you're you're well. I from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you're a guy that knows what he's good at and what he's not good at, and willing to ask for help or bring someone on board to help with those weaknesses. Um, can I guess? Can you just talk like why that is so important to? to know that about yourself. Yeah. Um, you got to know what you don't know. 
you're dangerous to yourself and anybody that might get involved with you, somebody that might decide they want to loan you money, you know, things like that to where they've got some significant skin in the game. You're dangerous to everybody because you're going to fall on your face. Um, my son is an, is a junior Olympian in, in small bore and air rifle, which is what they shoot in the Olympics. And, um, he went to the junior Olympics this last year and they, they teach the process. They don't talk, they don't teach, you know, what was my score with that shot? They teach the process and the score will take care of itself. And also they teach that you got to know how to, are you coachable? You know, he was recruited by a number of colleges, but you got to be coachable. And if you won't sit there and be honest with yourself and realize I need some help here, I know what my strengths are and I know what I can set up the spreadsheets and got to do all that, but, but it's not, it's not my best time spent. I do it. I do it now because, you know, I'll log in all the costs, make sure I'm tracking the costs on the rehabs and so forth. But I've already found a young lady who will start making the initial phone calls. She's got a, a degree from Purdue and, and, and so forth. So I kind of scored really well there in, in our little town. Um, but if, if you don't, if you're not honest with yourself, then you're just lying to everything and, and you're just going to end up on your face. And that's going to be embarrassing. Um, I probably have more of a fear of, I want to make sure I do it right because, you know, I don't mind making a little mistake here and there, but I sure as heck don't want to fall flat on my face in front of everybody and say, oh yeah, I knew I would have done that. I should have got some help for it because then you just are more foolish, right? Yeah. You can trip up, man, that one caught me by surprise, but I sure learned from that. People will respect that. But if they figure out you were just stubborn and pardon me, stupid, um, cause of your ego, um, then you're going to lose credibility. And sorry, what I started to say about my son is, is he read a book called The Inner Game of Tennis. And it talks about ego one and ego two. And ego one or self one and self two. Ego, self one is the ego. Takes all the photo ops, tells you, man, that was my great shot, right? You did that great shot and you don't know how you did it. That's self two. Self two just knows how to get it done. It trained, it learned, it remembers. And it doesn't want anything but to do its job and be left alone. But ego one gets in there and ego says, hey, you were dumb for taking that shot. You horrible shot. You're just a you, you don't know what you're doing. And it beats you up. And so forth. So you've, you've got to separate those two. And in, and in real estate, the ego is, oh, I don't need any help. I can do it. And then, bam, you hit a wall at like 30 miles an hour and you look pretty dumb. So to me, that's awesome. the importance. Awesome. Awesome. I want to ask, we have a question we asked on this podcast. Um, and obviously with your background and the things you've, you've went through, um, how do you deal with fear? Hmm. Um, that's a great question. That's a really good question. Um, fear is typically the unknown. Sometimes it's a sudden change, right? Like, uh, like the market right now, you know, the fed comes in, they don't have a great history for changing things and not messing up the economy. Anybody who follows it knows that. Right. And, but it, you sit there and read all the news and your fear goes out of control that the whole world's coming to an end. Yeah. And just, so for me, it was like, okay, what opportunities I look back at 2008 and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to miss that one again. So let's say it does get really bad. Now the, the infrastructure of the financial system is totally different. That 2008 is not going to happen 
and it, and not for anywhere near the same reasons. Right. Um, so you have to study, you have to set aside the information and you educate yourself on, okay, this person says the whole world's coming to an end. This person says, nope, it's not. These people are in the middle. You find the ones that are credible, you know, maybe you go back and you check, but I guess the bottom line, simple answer is you study up on it. You figure out what you believe the reality is. And if you've studied enough and read enough and looked at the different angles and be honest about it, then the fear will go away um, or subside to the point where it's manageable, right? Um, brave people are still fearful. They just had enough bravery to go out and do it anyway. Yeah. Right? You know? um, so it's, it's that idea that I study up on it and I may be kind of like, oh, this is going to be, you know, not so great. Okay, let's go read and see, see, you know. But from the beginning, I said this, this change we're having. The people that are not so serious about the business will step away because it became difficult or too much for them to, for, for what they wanted to do. They, they didn't have enough knowledge and they don't want to be face planting on the ground because they made a huge mistake they didn't know about, right? Maybe they know that, but that'll, it's going to take out some of the people in the market that we're just making it frothy and we're kind of just buying anything blindly. And it'll, the, the remainder will be those of us that are serious about it and going to be in it for the long haul. So I look forward to that aspect, but to back to your question, Educate yourself, study up, make sure you're getting credible sources, look at different opinions. Don't just run with the one that fits your narrative. Oh yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'll just go with them. No, <laughs> again, there's the ego getting in the way of reality. Yeah. So that's how I deal with it. I was uh, going to chime in and say, uh, would the, the news, I mean, like, I'm not saying, well, I should be careful, but like, we don't, like really watch the news. I mean, like, we'll I have the the CNN and the Fox app on my on my phone just to kind of stay up to date, right, like, right, right. If something, but like, I I remember when um when Kobe Bryant passed, and um it was like I was on my phone. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. And yeah. so then I like I put on the TV, and you know that had a little you know segment on it, you mm -hmm. know, with him, and then literally after the segment was done. Like, I just felt like my house just got flooded with problems, issues, everything going on. And I, I just maybe like a minute and I cut it off. Yeah. absolutely. I, was, I looked at my wife. I was like, what just happened? Like we went from Kobe Bryant to literally a water hose. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's kind of like, you know, it's like changing your mindset is what you did. Right. If yeah. you're telling yourself the whole world is in, is horrible. Well, everything around you is going to fall apart. And and there's times being overseas where something bad happened and I and I uncharacteristically allowed it to just control everything. And then I sat back and I watched that like instant dominoes. Things what you just said within minutes things start crashing around you and you're like, my goodness, we were having a great moment here, just five, 10, 15, maybe an hour ago. And all of a sudden the world's crashing down. And when you recognized it and what you did, you shut it off and said, you know what? That is not my life. And all of a sudden I imagine your whole life turned back around and the ship righted itself and people were happy. And you, Hey, there's a lot of other things in life besides Kobe Bryant, huge loss, no doubt, an incredible human being, 
off the court. I'm, I'm most impressed with him there, but you know what? It happens. I can't let it take my life down. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no. So that's, yeah, it was interesting. You, you mentioned the news. Um, I mean, I only read like Bloomberg. Well, I only read, you know, Bloomberg and wall street journal, but even they can start clamoring the same direction. You think the world's coming apart. <laughs> so yeah. Kind of like, Whoa, Whoa, that's enough. I had my few minutes this morning. I'm moving on. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, what? So t- Matt, I'm, in- I'm curious to know, you know, with, you know, every, everything you've done, everything you've, you know, have accomplished thus far, like what still keeps the motor going? For math, I'm very competitive. Love it, and and I um, I I've done a lot of risky things in my life. Going over to Saudi Arabia is just the start of it, right? So, <laughs> um, you know, we used to say people would say, "God, that person's kind of weird." And I said, "We're all here in Saudi Arabia. We're all a bit weird, for goodness sakes." Come on now, you know, yeah. like, give yourself a reality check, pal. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, I. I told my friend, I said, yeah, the guards at the gate have donned the Kevlar vests and the helmets and the, and the machine guns. I feel a lot safer. He goes, you have a weird sense of security. And I said, oh yeah. Okay. So, you know, you, you <laughs> so I, I don't mind taking those risks and, and, um, I want to see, I, I have confidence in myself that I'll study it to conquer it. And, um, I've kind of switched careers a couple times, right. And come back to one. And so I'm like, you know, I'm doing this one because it's all about building it for my family. And I take the opportunities as my kids will say, dad, not every opportunity is a teaching moment. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So We laugh about it now, but there were some times like, dad, come on. But I'm like, there's so many things here you can learn. And I want, you know, one day you're going to have to work at it. Nothing's going to get handed to you. But, um, the, the, be able to say, yep, I'm like, I'm finishing the first of the three houses and to get these final touches put on it. And I've decided to, to turn it rather than keep it just because of the, what I've turned it into, I'll, I'll do better on it. And just some other things like, you know, tax program, all that kind of stuff. And, um, I don't know, there's a pride of ownership. There's a sense of accomplishment. And, um, even I have an older brother who said, so you just jumped into this. I'm like, well, yeah, I had some background. I studied, I read, I prepared, but so I wouldn't say I jumped in on a moment's notice, but I jumped in after, you know, putting some foundation under myself. He's like, wow, I'd never do that. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. I do. So I guess, is, 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 think, does that answer your question? It's like, oh yeah. Me. So that's yeah, that. you, you answered with the first, the first uh, sentence. I'm competitive. <laughs> Yeah. That's like, yeah, no, but no, that's, that's great though. That's great. I love it. I love it. Um, what, if you had to tell your 18 year old self or give like some piece of knowledge to your 18 year old self, what would it be? Oh man. Man, that's a long list. <laughs> so many things I didn't know. <laughs> um, so I grew up in a family um, that had their own businesses. But interestingly enough, when for various reasons, like parents getting divorced and that kind of stuff, those things went south. 
And then I went off and came back and did my own. And, um, and then there was a hiccup there, but I learned from each one of them. Right. And, and I, I think it was, I think it would be, it's okay to, to change direction, especially when you're younger. I mean, I've, I've been at the helm of my ship for a while and I'll still, you know, we're changing course cause this is going to work and, and I make it work. But I think back then, even though you're younger and you got so much more runway ahead of you, I was more fearful about trying those things. It's kind of funny as I've gotten older, I guess I've gotten more knowledge, a few more whiskers and I figure out, yeah, you can do this. I think I would tell my 18 year old self, go for it. And if it doesn't work, pick yourself up and try it again or try something else because you got a long time to recover from it and yeah. you won't, it's only a failure if you don't learn from it. And so that's what, I think that's the broad 30,000 foot go for it. If you hit a wall, either go over under or around that wall, but don't let it stop you. And then if you need to change course, cause you've just not picked the right thing for you, you're just not as good as your ego told you you were. It's okay. Change. Go out and go find something else and you will find that passion. You know, um, I think that's what I would tell my 18 year old self. Because awesome. I think if I would have taken a few risks in between the time, I'd be even better off at, at what I want to do now. I, 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 you know, maybe it's 2020 hindsight that I think I would be, but so that's it. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. And, just to quickly add to that, that last comment, like I, I hear so many guys, like I, I shouldn't say so many, but the few guys I like listen to and, you know, I look at the moves they're making, they, they always say they wish they would have done that thing sooner or yeah thought bigger, like quicker in, in life, you know? And um, so, yeah, so no, that's, that's interesting. You, to say that, the so. universe doesn't know any barriers, right? It doesn't know any size. It's so yeah. massive. So you know, like <laughs> this will probably sound kind of funny, but especially in my son's early days of shooting, you know, it's 60 minutes or 75 minutes shooting 60 shots. And I swear to God, you lose weight watching them. And if you don't have a, if you don't have somebody in the sport, you know, it, and you don't understand what's going on, it's, it might be kind of like watching paint dry, but when it's, when it's your family member or somebody you follow as my, our son, um, I sit there and I would, I would pray every single shot, every single shot, 60 wow. times. I'm asking my dad, his grandfather, my grandmother, you know, an older gentleman that, that, I, you know, spoke like eight languages. I'm like, I'd go through them. I'm like, give him the power of the process, you know? And I'd say, let him hit a 10.5. Well, perfect. 10.9. I'm like, why are you asking for 10.5? You know, I'd say anything above a 10.5. I'm like, heck with that. Their universe doesn't know any boundaries. Ask for a 10-9 on every one. If he gets a 10-8, 10-7, so what? You ask for the ask for the whole thing. Because it doesn't have any barriers. The universe doesn't have any sense of size. So the only thing making it too small is you. Mm. So that's what I didn't realize when I was younger. Yeah. You no, know? that's the part I didn't know. Yeah, man, that's powerful. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Matt, um, this was great. This was great. Exciting. I, I, I really love this. Yeah. This, this, you are outstanding. I have, I have thoroughly enjoyed. Really I'm, de I'm, de I'm decent. I'm decent. I'm decent. Oh, you're better. <laughs> um, hey, the universe is big. You know, yeah, exactly. Fill it, yep, you're right. you. fill it up with you. 
You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, no, this is a great episode. I really appreciate your time, Matt. Um, where can our audience, uh, like link up with you or, or see some of the things that you're, uh, you're doing? So, um, it's argentrealestate.com is my website. Um, that mostly drives somebody who's trying to find a way to, to sell their house or their, their residential property. Um, I'm also Argent Real Estate is on Facebook uh, and um, it's just kind of didn't develop. There's not a whole lot there, but they can contact me there. And then, uh, you know, my email is is M-A-T-T-W. So Matt W at ArgentRealEstate.com um, and uh, and connect with me there. And 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 I'm open for, you know, I'm looking at larger and larger deals. Um, I've got an investor who's waiting me for me to finish this one house and kind of prove the tea leaves, so to speak, for him. And I have no problem doing that. And uh, he'll be bringing on a pretty sizable investment. And then I'll start to grow something to start, you know, looking because the timing is going to be right. People are going to get scared or property is going to adjust. And, you know, rates, you just got to deal with it. You just got to make the numbers work, not make the numbers work, but make sure the numbers work right. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about what's going forward for the opportunities to buy things at better pricing for the long term. So, um, I'm interested to talk to anybody that wants to push that same direction. You want to grab the other rope and pull hard. I'm right there with you to do it shoulder to shoulder. So call me, email me, check me out. Awesome. 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 Well, Matt, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. And then I'll, uh, be catching you i'm sure absolutely i look forward to talking to you soon just chatting about whatever if anything awesome thanks yo oh dude oh man i i don't i don't got the c word i promise i don't got the c word uh another phenomenal episode episode 121 Matthew Weaver. That was that was a really great podcast. I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but um yeah, a lot of great gems, a lot of notes. Um this is definitely one you want to go back and listen to. It was a very cool candid conversation um with this gentleman. Um I, you know, some of my points um the herd is dangerous. Listening to whether if everyone's saying it's all good or if everyone is saying it's all bad, turn the other way. Um, yeah, that herd mentality is just be careful with that. Just be careful with that. So I, I love that. Um, again, the fear, like how you deal with fear. Um, you know, he talked about he studies, reads, does, does different things to get knowledge, information. So then you can put that fear at rest, right? When you get more confident in the thing that you're afraid to do, the fear slowly goes away. I mean, it's always going to be there, but if you're confident in your ability, you've done your research, it'll be um, much easier to act. Still going to be tough, but you'll have an easier time acting than the person that hasn't done any studying and is worried because they haven't done any studying, right? Um so I thought that was just awesome, 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 awesome. Um, 
yeah, I mean this 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 was a this was a great episode. Uh, make sure you guys check out Matthew Weaver. Uh, I'll, I'll put his website um, in the show notes. Uh, I'll put the Facebook link as well. Uh, so yeah, you guys make sure you check him out. See all the cool things he's doing. And uh, yeah. So uh, if you guys haven't heard, um, a restaurant just opened up in town here uh, in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, it's called Mahana Fresh. It's build your own bowl, gluten-free restaurant. Uh, we got a lot of cool options. You know, we got bases, you know, bases from, we got noodles, we got two different types of salads. We got four different types of rices, right? Um, veggies. I mean, we got anything from buffalo cauliflower, uh, honey sriracha, Brussels sprouts, got green beans, ginger, broccoli, um, we got mushrooms, sweet potatoes. Uh, just, man, I'm just thinking about it. Um, and then, like, your proteins, right? Your proteins. Your proteins. What do we got? We got grilled steak. We got a Key West chicken, which is like a, a citrus taste to it, right? Um, we got barbecue chicken. Uh, we got shrimp. Um, if, you're, if you're trying to be, like, all vegan, we even got tofu. Um, I'm trying to think what else we got. Pretty sure that's all the protein we got, right? Um, we got different types of add-ons, uh, the feta cheese and the tomatoes. Um, my wife is not a big tomato person, but I love just the tomatoes that we have at Mahana Fresh. Like if you're doing add-ons to tomatoes, you got to try those. Um, The feta cheese or the Parmesan cheese, I've been doing the Parmesan cheese on the uh, barbecue luau bowl. Man. Um, so make make sure you guys are going there. And then don't forget, don't forget, please don't forget to try the brownie, which is my favorite, or the chocolate chip cookies, right? I mean, again, it's a big feud, but, you know, the cookies aren't bad, but... Again, and then we have a, a snickerdoodle, which is more cinnamon. It's a more cinnamon uh, flavor cookie. Uh, it's all gluten free, guys. It's all great, right? Um, again, so just make sure you try it out. I just basically went on a two to three minute rant here. Uh, this is not the Mahana Fresh podcast. This is ship building with just Cooper today. Uh, so make sure you guys check out this episode. Make sure you, um, you know, listen to this one with Matthew Weaver. Uh, make sure please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. And check out Mahana Fresh. Have a great day, guys. Bye.